they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. They're growing out. And the only way the roots grow out every single day and they grow stronger and they grow they grow better is if that we all put our, we all water. What? Bro, I'm out, man. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a special Sunday night edition of Trip, Chip and Drip here on the AAT Sports Network. We're doing Sunday night because the Eagles play tomorrow night on Monday night, our usual night. Um, so we wanted to do a show. Plus, JD and I have been away for a couple of weeks because life and illnesses and life. And so we want to do it. And what better way to do it than to bring on a very special guest tonight? So in case you don't know, I am Chip at Chip for the Birds and Umpire Stories telling people all about the umpire world. That is JD at kegheads underscore TM. And we are joined tonight by Sean Syed. And if you don't know Sean, you are not one of his 20,000 followers on the Twitter. He is the Vikings schemes breakdown for the Daily Norseman. So, yes, my friend, we are bringing in someone who knows something, something about the Vikings for the big matchup tomorrow. Sean Thank you for joining us. Guys, I appreciate it so much, and I'm already sweating after that intro video. You know, a lot of bass in my ears to really just continue to get me pumped up for our Monday night matchup. Yeah, we like to, um, as the kids say, turn it up. Um, so that's what we did. That's not what kids say. That's what the kids say. That's not JD, it... you and I are both teachers. We know what the kids say. They don't say that, though. But they should. They say it's lit. It's, 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 it's a litty city. <laughs> well, uh, now I think they're definitely not going to say that. But nah, they say yeah. it's lit. Like it's like oh, I, yeah, it's so. Lit. I I teach middle school, and I tell the kids flat out. I said, you know what the quickest way for me to kill a stupid trend is? And they go, what? I said, I learn it. Absolutely. That's why I learned how to floss. Like that. Yeah. I, I still I floss, and the kids are like, please stop. And I went, flossing is not cool. I said, good. Your dentist will appreciate it. And then it ruins that. And. I just can't believe like I'm a high school coach and teacher, so I don't know what he's doing. He would have been canceled immediately. <laughs> I've already I've already gotten yelled at by Peanut. We're 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 three and a half minutes into the show. There's a great um, episode of Abbott Elementary where one of the teachers learned something like that. So great show, check it out. Won some Emmys. It was it was I hilarious. love yeah. Abbott Elementary. Great love show. it. And it's based in, in Philly. Philly. Yeah. Just like our game tomorrow. <sighs> like the way you did that. That's a transition, guys. That's a great transition. Sean. Uh, you're right for the Daily Norseman. Um, we're going to get into some of your, your background as far as Vikings love in a couple of minutes. But let me ask you this. You all have a pretty stacked offensive. I don't know how much you guys have defensively. I'm hoping you get into that a little bit because I, I feel like this game could be an offensive shootout. But my concern as an Eagles fan is how the Eagles are going to stop all of the toys that you have over in Minnesota. Talk to us a little bit about expectations for this season from the Minnesota fan base and expectations for tomorrow night's game. I think the, the Minnesota fan base has been so fun to sort of be a part of because there's just this overwhelming, overwhelming pessimism just constantly. So even before week one, I 
talk to some of the writers and say, hey, we could we could beat the Packers, right? And they're like, no, like, trust me, we get roped in every year. But it's really, I mean, it's such a new culture there with Kevin O'Connell coming in. And I think the use of offensive weapons has been really cool to see with a coach who I think understands how to use it. Right, Kevin O'Connell coming from that Sean McVay system and just being blessed with Justin Jefferson. I mean, an absolute cheat code on offense, being kind of put in all sorts of different positions. And then you have guys like Adam Thielen, who I think can win on the inside as well. And then I think there's a quarterback there in Kirk Cousins who he has his coach's trust. And I think he trusts his coach. So I think that having Kevin O'Connell's voice in his ears has been helpful for him and probably been a steady voice uh, over the summer and into week one. And, you know, expectations, I think they were their over-under was like nine and a half or something. And, you know, I don't know if I was biased, but I was looking at it and I was like, you know, that, that just seems too low. But I think after winning in week one, everyone immediately vaults the Vikings to the top ten. And if they win this game, I think they're going to be favored in every single game, pretty much except for one. There's a game in the middle of the year against the Bills. So, you know, I go back and forth in my head. Am I being too optimistic or am I just letting the outside Vikings world just push me down? But they should push for the division. I really think so. I think week one really shows that. And obviously, you know, you hope the Vikings are able to stay healthy. But as you said, a lot of toys on offense. I think we didn't even see the run game out in full force. So, no. I mean, I'm expecting points on Monday for sure. And I, I look at it from a, a fantasy football owner standpoint. Um, I got recently back into fantasy football, you know, last year after taking a lot of years off. And like this year in a couple of my leagues, I had a really early pick. Um, and I picked Justin Jefferson. I mean, it's obnoxious, the level of talent that he is. And the whole Philadelphia piece of it all is we had an opportunity, Adam. We took Jalen Rager. And I want to get some Jalen Rager thoughts from you in a second because – as JD knows, I love to throw hate this man's way. Um, but, you know, you look at Justin Jefferson, you look at Dalvin Cook, and on most of my teams, I have Kirk Cousins either as my starting quarterback or stashed away in fantasy. The big thing that I had heard about the Vikings even last year was that Kirk Cousins wasn't going to get the job done. Is that a change in the way that people are thinking right now? Do they think that Kirk Cousins can lead this team to the NFC Championship even. Chip, I think that's that's going to be the big question really for the Vikings all year. I think what was cool seeing in week one was there were a bunch of shot plays that, of course, Cousins hit on. You know, we think of that big one to Jefferson kind of earlier in the game. But really, when, on shot plays that were called where the Packers got pressure, he was able to check the ball down and still get, you know, five, six, seven, eight yards. I think Kirk Cousins knows who he is, right? Like, unfortunately, all of us have not been blessed with the arms of Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Justin Herbert, right? And that's mm -hmm. okay, right? You know, an offense can still function within its limits without having that. Certainly, I think every quarterback would love to have that. But, you know, it was really fun to watch the tape from Kirk Cousins and see someone, you know, maybe you ask, oh, I would like to see that, that ball thrown a little deeper here or kind of take the alert route there, but... I think he, he is going to be fine in this offense because, again, Kevin O'Connell understands him as a player and then also, I think, understands his limitations. And look, no player is perfect, right? So I think right. that I am optimistic about Kirk Cousins. I think if you look at, you know, a lot of the advanced stats, they love Kirk Cousins. And, you know, film can, can be hit or miss, but certainly comfortable after week one. You hear the right things in the locker room and, is, and like, you can go on Twitter, find his kind of speech after thanking his team and stuff. So... I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for Kirk, certainly on the field this year. J.D., you're an outsider to this whole world here, right? So J.D., as the, the people know, is a Steelers fan. Um, but he has love for the Eagles. 
and he knows a, a ton about football. JD, which way are you leaning in this matchup tomorrow? Um, I'm gonna be honest. I'm leaning Philadelphia's way. They're playing at home. Um, they're playing at home. Everybody knows how I feel about Jalen Hurts. I, I love the guy. I just think he's a high character guy. Just I, it's hard as a coach myself. It's hard to get past that because guys will galvanize behind that. Like the defense is significantly better than they've been in p- previous years. That might have not shown in the game one, but I think there as they get more used to playing with each other, it's going to be a thing. I didn't see a lot of Dalvin Cook last week, so that does give mm-hmm. me a little cause for pause. I'm kind of worried about that. Like if he comes out and have a monster game, what that means for Philadelphia. Is that a long night for them if Dalvin Cook gets going and you still got to worry about uh, Jefferson and Thielen and the whole plethora of weapons they got? But I'm not going to take anything away from the Eagles. The Eagles have a lot of weapons, too. They got A.J. Brown. They got Devontae Smith. They got Gan- Gangwell or the other guy, Sanders, whatever that guy's name is. Uh, they got him. If he's on the field, right. Yeah, Goddard. They still got a lot of weapons as well, so – there's a lot to contend with, and I think that they might have the better defense of the two teams. So just with all the pieces they've added, now they have a linebacker. Now they got two defensive, um, two defensive tackles that are studs, both of them. So we just have to see how that looks. If but if Dalvin Cook gets going, it could be a long night for him. So, but if I had to put my my guess on it right now, I would go with the Eagles playing at home. And so let me ask you this because. You know, we we mentioned defense, and one of my big concerns, and you know, I did my my weekly pickoff show with my wife this morning, and I begrudgingly picked the Vikings to win this game for one very simple reason: of the Eagles struggled defensively against the Lions, and the Lions are not the Vikings. The well, Vikings have weapons for days, but then, the, quick, but then with the Lions today. Listen, did a number uh, on the on the on the commanders. All I want to tell you is that you might say what you said, but they showed that they can beat NFC East teams today. So don't make like they might be a little yeah. better than we think. I picked, I picked the Lions to win today. Go ahead, yeah, Sean. Those guys tell are bullies in Detroit. Right. Yeah. Sean, Sean, what's the weakness of your team? Uh man. I mean, I would love to say that there's obviously no weakness, but I think sure. that the in in this matchup specifically, what stresses me out is really AJ Brown. And not uh-huh. saying that the Vikings are necessarily weak at cornerback, but look, every sing- almost every single team that matches up against A.J. Brown is going to feel like they don't have the better player on the outside in that matchup. I think a lot of the Vikings' defense depends on being able to lock up kind of the backside in some of these sets, where in week one, the Packers really weren't able to take advantage of that. But there were plays where Christian Watson was running down the field, right? Whether it was miscommunication or this. Again, I'm not saying that the Vikings' cornerback are bad or anything, but AJ Brown is going to be able to push them. And I think that that's something that really makes me lean towards picking the Eagles in this game because I mean, I really, I really do love Jalen hurts too. I love his game. I think that obviously a lot's going to come down to what's happening on third down. I think the Vikings are strong in the interior. What really helped them out last week because they were able to kind of stay in pass coverage, keep two safeties high pretty much the whole entire game. And you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see if they can do that when the Eagles are, you know, have those bigger sets, have two tight ends, have multiple guys running, and really hurts keeping the ball too. So, if anything, the matchup to really look for is, well, what are the Vikings going to do against AJ Brown? And is it going to be where they have to send two guys over there? And then that's going to take some pressure off of Devonta Smith, kind of being able to be open on the other side. And I know versus Green Bay, the Vikings really, not that they lucked out, but they were really opportunistic with their turnovers and. So it's really on the Vikings to decide, well, do we want to speed Hurts up 
Or are we really, right. really going to say, hey, look, let's, you know, let's, let's play coverage. We trust our, our guys behind us. So, yeah. I mean, I think that's a really fair. And you're mentioning a bunch of the matchups that we kind of need to watch for. I mean, what is, you know, obviously the corners versus A.J. Brown and our defensive front against your offensive line. I mean, what is the one matchup, the one matchup that is going to be the deciding factor tomorrow? Oh man, I, I I really think it is AJ Brown versus probably yeah. Patrick Peterson in a lot of these sets. You know, I know Peterson missed a missed a day of practice this week. It was a scheduled. It was for you know personal reasons, and you know he says all the right things in interviews. And you know, he played physical last week, so I I do think he still has the juice to be able to play it. But again, no one no one's going to be able to go to sleep feeling comfortable knowing that they have to cover AJ Brown in certain sets, right? And the Vikings have structures in place on defense to take some pressure off of Peterson, where again, sure. you just have a safety over the top, right? But once you allocate more resources to one side, that's going to take away from that other side. And then, you know, it's it hurts my, I think, may just have a big smile on his face, really seeing kind of the defense, you know, turning their heads around every time. I mean, I, I tend to agree. Now, so I'm looking a little bit overall at the NFC North. And I personally feel that the Eagles and Minnesota are kind of in the same space here. It's, it's our division to lose. Um, but now looking at the whole NFC, is there anyone in your professional opinion that can stand in the Vikings way? Uh, well, certainly the Vikings can stand in the Vikings way. Sure. Because sure, sure, sure. I, I know that there, it seems like there's just some bad juju going around minnesota in general but look the east as i agree with you i think it's the eagles division to lose the west you know i mean super sad to see trey lance go down i think the rams are struggling a little bit in the north i mean it's not the packers are gonna be able to compete right it's not like they're some some dumpster fire of a team you know i think we're in the middle of monday night or the sunday night game i would anticipate them being able to kind of turn things around against chicago and continue through i guess i i try not to get too giddy but you know you see tom brady in that division are in that conference as well. Like that is stressful in Tampa Bay, but you know, I think the Vikings can string wins together and maybe the NFC is just a, just a weaker conference overall. That's, and that's fine. And you can only play the games that are scheduled, but sure. You know, you stay healthy. You, you just get things rolling together. And I think the Vikings should be able to compete. And, you know, I mean, I, I obviously hope we, we play you guys again, you know, late and late in the season. Well, so it's funny that you mentioned that because we in Philadelphia like to bring up 2017 a lot. Um, Why? Because we won a Super Bowl, JD. Oh, no, I just want to in, in Minnesota. And on the way to Minnesota, where the Vikings could have hosted their own Super Bowl, we beat the crap out of y'all um, hard. Yeah. Is there any bad blood all these years past? <laughs> Is there? Are they still skulls chanting on the Rocky Steps? Is that planned for tomorrow? Do you know? <laughs> that worked out really well last time. Achieve, you know, I, I look. This is my first year <laughs> being a lifelong Vikings fan, so I love. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> I I don't harbor you know that ill will, but it is it is funny to just see the gifts and you know there is a lot of football related trauma for for Vikings fans that I am I am welcome to Philadelphia. <laughs> I, I I've slowly inherited from all the just you know just a little droopy eyes and eyes under the bags from a lot of these guys just watching these games. But 
you know, I think the Vikings are going to be excited to be back. And, you know, Kevin O'Connell all week has talked about he wants to see how his guys respond to some adversity on the road. And, you know, it's great to have this game so early in the season, right? Yeah. I think it's going to be an important, you know, obviously, I, I look, I overreacted to week one, and I'm going to overreact to anything that happens in week two. I think that's in my nature. Being from New sure. Jersey, you know, we are overreactors. But it's, it's a good checkpoint early on. You know, how do we compete against a team that is expecting to win, win games this year, right? right? And so it's going to be exciting to see, well, I mean, look, you know what happens in those at those <laughs> those Eagles games? Like snowballs get thrown at Santa Claus. Yeah, you know, you oh my God, let it go! It's been fifty days. It's been fifty years. Let it go. No, actually, I'm I'm actually agree with Sean because what people don't realize is it's a hostile environment. I mean, and he he kind of he kind of like said it without saying it. Like Philly's a hard place to play in if you the the person that are playing. Like if you're from Philly, and if you're not from Philly, it's even harder. Like those guys hate you. You're going to deal with a hostile environment. It's Monday night. It's the first home game, I'm pretty sure. It's a home opener, right? Yep. Home opener, prime time, on TV. These people have been waiting all year. They had a sour taste in their mouth from last year. Like, listen, this is what this is what football is made of. It's going to kind of yeah. probably be a brisk night. Not super cold, but just perfect football weather. I like I like that use of the word brisk. Yeah, brisk night. That's people brisk, have, baby. People have to listen to f- uh, Philadelphia sports radio all day. Oh, God. They're going to jump in their cars. They're going to be tight, like tightened up. You know, it's just going to be a crazy environment. I, I will say this, and you didn't ask me this question, and I kind of feel some type of way that you didn't ask me, but the what battle the will question? be won in the trenches. On Sure. From, and, and it's I look at it as um, Minnesota's offense. Can they run the ball effectively? Can uh-huh. they push that defense on line back that they've is a newly formed defense line for the Eagles? Can they push them back if they can? Then I said before, it's going to be a long night for the Eagles. They just have to be able to put their foot in the ground and stop Dalvin Cook. You cannot let him get cooking. <laughs> I see what you did there. And Javier's chiming in saying, you know, no offense, but the Vikings should not have been at that game against us. Yeah, y'all should not have rolled in uh, skulls <laughs> deep on that because we went foals deep on it. Um, I'm glad they were, but, you know, um, yeah, that's right, JD. See what I did there? Yeah. Yes, I did. Like Dalvin's did. cooking. You know what I'm saying? Calvin's Let's see. Let's see. All right. So you mentioned, and this is the last kind of point before we get into some shenanigans with you, um, some side-sized shenanigans with you, if you will. <laughs> but actually, this is almost going to count as a shenanigan. So you have a feller on your team. Um, and JD mentioned that it is difficult to play in Philadelphia. And y'all traded for a feller who is now your return man. Um, by the name of Jalen Rager. Uh, what has the reception been in Minnesota for this bum who barely could make it off of the streets in Philadelphia? And what do you think or predict the reception is going to be tomorrow at the fo- first home game that he's returning, the home opener Against the Vikings, my wife chiming in with a very simple Rager sucks. Um, Come on, Tila, get at man. Does Jalen does Jalen Rager um, survive his welcome home to Philly, a la Ben Simmons style? 
Well, Chip, I don't know why anyone would think that anything hostile has ever happened in Lincoln, Lincoln Financial <laughs> Field. So I don't really understand the premise of this question, but it was really funny to hear the the Viking special teams coach talk about Ray Grant. You know, he had a nice punt return. It was only seven yards, but it was it was important. <laughs> That, that doubled his uh, total from last year. Exactly. That doubled what he Rager's, did in Philly. Not taking the Jim Rager slander, you know, broke a tackle. It's, it's, it is important, right, to have that. I do think he is really going to get the booze rain down upon him. But, yeah. you know, hopefully the defense is just turning the ball over. And then, I mean, obviously really hoping that they cut the booze off at Lincoln Financial Field pretty early in the night. You know, I think that would probably be best for everyone's safety. But, you know, he's a, he's a return guy. He's going to, I think he's going to play his role well. I really like the Viking special teams coach and what they put together. So, I mean, according to your depth chart, he's the second string at, uh, for Justin Jefferson, which, funnily enough, is where he was picked as well. Um, it's, <laughs> you mentioned that the booze could get cut off. The only way that happens is. It doesn't happen. If Jalen Rager goes onto the field for a punt, for a, a, a snap, uh, a pregame, a postgame, he's going to get booed. Okay. Um, okay. So for, Adam, okay. Adam's going to be there booing him. Okay. The birds, beers, and the S crew is going to be there booing him. Jalen Rager is not making that. Yeah, he's going to get obliterated. Go ahead. Why would you boo a guy that you didn't want? Like, that's why I understand, like, Ben Simmons stuff. Like, you boo a guy you no longer want. It's like the girlfriend. Like, you don't go to her wedding and boo her at her wedding because she married someone. <laughs> Yo, I wedding. would. I got some doozies. I would totally do it. That's um, weird. I know. But listen, here, here's what it is. And I do agree that if we had drafted Justin Jefferson, he would have not had the same level of success because we didn't have the things in place. So I do understand that. But the reason why he gets booed tomorrow is because of the amount that he put this franchise back by drafting him. Think about it. We went through a season where we had to fire a Super Bowl winning head coach and that position could have been allocated elsewhere. Now we've gone out of our way to get a stud number one wide receiver through no thanks of Jalen Rager. It's the same reason that J-Jaw gets booed if the Seahawks come here. Not because he didn't do anything, and it's not really his – he's on the Seahawks now, the same team that has DK Metcalf who got drafted ahead of him or behind him. I know because these guys are not good enough. So you can boo Howie. You can boo – the fact of the matter is his return trip back is going to be ugly. And it was the war in the social media that he brought his dad in off the sidelines and dad's blocking people and Jalen Rager's blocking people. and shut. I mean, it was just all the petty crap. You come in, you put your foot in the ground, you play the game. He never did that here. I, I'm glad that Jalen Rager gets kind of a fresh start because just, just you I know, am too. Hearing, hearing, I agree. That, yeah, it's it's going to be good to see, you know, in a, in a, a maybe a more what I would call a positive environment. You know, he's yeah. going to have chances. He's going to be able to do that. And I, I, I really, really hope, you know, that that really script gets flipped on him uh, and and I anticipate him having those opportunities. And, you know, man, Phil. Philadelphia fans, so something so so special. So I may have to, you know, keep my TV a little bit that volume just a, a little bit low. You know, only on special teams. 
And, and JD, but, you, but the thing is, JD, you have to understand is that it wasn't so much the bad play. It was, I mean, it was the bad play, but it was also the bad behavior. It was the, wow, I am just a superstar. And here's the thing. Like Sean said, I agree. I'm glad that he gets a fresh start. And I said this on our show. I said it on the Wednesday weekly show. I said he cannot be successful. He's got to go somewhere else. It just so happens that his second game somewhere else is right back here. It's so going to be ugly. It's so going to be ugly. So let me just make sure I understand this correctly. Mm-hmm. So today I watched a guy that used to play for you guys who was a – they said a, a the, the thing that like Aguilar – Mm-hmm. Unlike Aguilar, this kid killed my Steelers today. Mm-hmm. It absolutely obliterated him. And you guys said he couldn't play. So and he I, couldn't. He so he had one good season, helped us win a Super Bowl, and that was it. I Chip, think that's got to be enough, man. Listen, I, I, you know, maybe the I have no ill will toward Nelson Aguilar. Feels like Philadelphia might be the common denominator. Yeah, it is. I, I had an issue with Nelson Aguilar when he wasn't doing his best and working harder to be his best. He helped us win a Super Bowl. Nelson Aguilar is good in my book. Nelson Aguilar, I got no issues. Listen, but what I'm saying is while Aguilar was there, y'all dogged him. And I'm tired of that. Like, at some point, we got to look inwardly and say, hey, we're the problem. <laughs> like, but I, there's a couple of comments here that I want to bring up. So, please. Teal's comment is the mentality he has of thinking he's too good. I'm a first-round draft pick. Therefore, why are you treating me that way? It's the same reason we poop all over Doc Rivers. And his um, very Glenn? Glenn Rivers and his very busy clicking and liking mm-hmm. of videos, um, which we're going to have Not a conversation about JD. Um, <laughs> but Javier's comment here is interesting. I think that the Ben Simmons thing made things worse for players like Jalen. And if you think about it, at the same time that Jalen Rager was being a brat, because he was, he was being a brat. We just don't miss Ben, like, I mean, ben Simmons was being a brat. Carson Wentz was being a brat. There was dudes on the Flyers being brats. There were managers for the Phillies being brats until Philadelphia doesn't put up with that kind of behavior. Come in, do your job. Do it well. We're the same people who do snowballs at Seneca. 50 years ago, <laughs> let it go. He was wearing a Cowboys hat. Or they oh, boo their own that. players, or we're talking about these teams. This this we families? don't boo players who try. Clearly, he was trying. Like, <laughs> who was? Who was, was trying? Clearly trying. Jalen Rager. No, you guys have booed Ben Simmons. You guys have booed Bum. Carson Wentz. You guys have booed Jalen Rager. You guys have booed Aguilar. You guys have booed. Was a bum helped us win the Super Bowl? Was a bum helped us win the Super Bowl? He's cool in my book. All I'm telling you, you that's four different players in. Most of them are not the same at all. So the issue is the common denominator is y'all. Ertz will never get booed because Ertz is Ertz. He ain't the same. What's the difference? What's the difference? Well, he wanted to play here until he couldn't. Nick Foles will always never get booed here too. But y'all look at the abuse y'all put him through. Y'all, y'all, y'all didn't want to pay him. Y'all kept the other redhead dude instead. And then he's the one who won you the damn Super Bowl. So, like, you just want somebody that's going to take your abuse and not say anything about it? Is that what it is? Yep, sure is. Yeah, <laughs> kick rocks, bro. Like, people people who are, like, flat out. Look at Alec Bohm for the Phillies. He literally messed up, said, I effing hate this place, and then was like, you know what? I didn't mean it. I was pissed off at myself. Yes, that's what I want. And then you no. play better. Sorry, guys. I'm not going to. I would go. just – 
you know, I, I think maybe the therapy bills in Philadelphia should be a lot higher for everyone. Oh, they're, yeah, they're I, obnoxious. I, I, I need to see a lot more loving, loving thyself over there. And it's called right. a city of brotherly love, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing neither brotherhood or loveliness. And then we made t-shirts. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, Sean, when we, we were in the green room a little bit before we got on air, and you, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, you must be a, a Vikings fan. And you were like, yeah, I just kind of got here. I'm a little bit. So I was like, I will right, well, tell me a little bit about your team. And you went. You told a little story. So talk to me about who your team is, and then we're going to play uh, shenanigans with you. Okay, so I am a fan. You know, like the I think it was Rob Lowe who, where he has the hat where it's just the NFL logo. You know, yes. that's, that's really me. I really do. I, I, I grew up in, in New Jersey, but, you know, around the time the Giants were winning, didn't feel, feel like I was in love with them, wasn't going to root for the Jets. My brother was a Patriots fan. It's been a long, winding road, but. This is my first year of lifelong Vikings fandom for a year, as you can see from this helmet right here. Sure. You know, they have, I think, a new culture and offense and a defense that I've really been interested in studying. So I got this Vikings drive for, for my brother as well, whose birthday was this past week. So happy birthday. I mean, I'm, happy locked, I'm, lo yeah, I'm locked in now uh, until obviously, you know, if another outlet wants to pick me up, you know, Philadelphia sounds hostile. I'm going to go ahead and push that down my list. <laughs> but, you know, you know, the Fair. bank account takes what the bank account can get. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I just I just love watching these incredible athletes put in really good situations. And that's really something that attracted me to the Vikings, mm -hmm. you know, coaching staff again on offense and defense that they understand their players um, and are, I'm sure, more than willing to hear all the boos on Monday night. Harsh but fair. You're not wanting to be employed here in <laughs> Philadelphia. All right. I'm so, <laughs> so I actually hate it here. I know. Here's our shenanigan for the night. That's why I decided to call it shenanigans. Um, shut up, JJ. This is why I get paid more than you do. I don't get paid. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I, though. <laughs> God, we hate it. We hate it here. I hate it here. This is why you can't this, nice is, this is what this is. Look, guys, I am so glad I got on this show and just got like, like I knew what Philadelphia is about. I spent a lot of time there. I got a lot of friends that went to Drexel, right. but I can just, you know, I can feel that, you know, like we hate it here. It's really, <laughs> really what I'm feeling for you guys. No, and it's it's funny. Like JD moved here from from the south, and now he's back in the south because he hated it here. Yeah, and, sorry um, <laughs> but like we started. Dude, this it's show. like I mean, seventy this is... degrees today. Like I'm good. I, yeah, I'm, I I'm down in Dallas. It's 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 quite nice there. Well, speaking of being down in Dallas, how's uh, well the Cowboys? They, did they win today? They won today. Right? Yeah, they Cooper Rush with another another uh, great one. But I hate it here. Yeah, no, Dallas is a special, special, interesting place for sure too. We're gonna talk about that in a couple minutes. All right, so here's here's the game we're gonna play. Here's our shenanigan for the night. I'm gonna name a position, and basically, I want to see. I'm gonna give you two players. I'm gonna give you top two players in my opinion in each of these positions, and you have to play this or that and make a case to why that's going to be your pick. JD, you are then, you are then forced to take the other player <laughs> and decide on how you want to debate that you have the better pick. And I will be the judge, jury and executioner here. All right. This is perfect. This is what I said. I studied the years of law for this. I'm, I'm this is our Sean Anigan. So does Sean. That's what Sean does. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a lawyer. <laughs> This is okay. great. You know, I'm glad I get first pick on all of these. You know, feels like balls in you my get the first my pick on all of them. So <laughs> we're gonna go young QB here. Mm. Two of the top QBs in the NFL right now. With your first pick, are you taking Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert? 
Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Justin Herbert with a smile on my face. You know, despite his like rib cartilage, I think literally like just falling out of his body. You know, that man has an absolute rocket launcher attached to his arm. And I think that, you know, Burrow is great. I'm not going to shade Joe Burrow, but the way Justin Herbert processes the game, you know, it's almost sometimes where it becomes a bad thing where he's processing the game so fast that he's getting to his checkdowns almost early. But I mean, man, guys, I know that we all saw that Thursday night game. Like what a special, special player he is now. And, you know, I hope that I think the offense maybe starts to throw the ball down the field a little bit. But I'm going to go ahead and take Justin Herbert on that one for sure. So I know JD is excited for this because he gets to take Ohio State's own uh, Joe Burrow. Um, how about LSU's own? Go Tigers. <laughs> exactly, because no Ohio State quarterback has ever been good in the NFL. Thanks for proving my point. JD, go, go ahead. Go Tigers, first off. Um, <laughs> go Tigers. So I just want y'all to know that Justin Jefferson, I don't know if anybody forgot, just Jeff, I mean, Joe Burrow literally just made it to the Super Bowl. Mm. He still has Jamar Chase. Um mm. Still has T Higgins. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, you don't you don't get to pick all his you don't get to pick no, all his just, friends. Just, you just get to pick the player. I'm saying that's what I'm saying. But I just want to let you know all of his weapons. I just wanted to make that known. And then I would like to throw that out that that dude has an amazing swagger that like I've never seen since like 100 Joe Namath. Like that dude would basically walk out here in a fur coat and like naked up under the rest of it. <laughs> the kid's got stones. He can throw the ball all over the field. He process also processes the game at a very high clip as well. So I'm not th- I think that was a pick em. So I'm just going to go with Joe Burrow and just like any plays in the AFC North, which has way better defenses. And he carved them up last year. So I'm going, I'm going with Joe Burrow. So I am the decider. Um, you both made great cases. Uh, I am going to, due to JD's argument of swagger stones and, and all the other burrowy things he said. Yep, uh, so I did that. The, the intangibles, if you will. Um, I agree. They're both stud quarterbacks. And I think I personally would take Joe Burrow um, if I had the choice, um, even though he started off the season a little slow. I just also think that everywhere Joe Burrow's gone, he's been a winner. and Except for Ohio State. Except for Ohio State. So he left. Um, and Herbert doesn't have that track record yet. So I'm taking um, Burrow. Okay, this one. This one I feel is probably one of the tougher ones. Oh, hold on. You have to take a running back. Are you taking Jonathan Taylor or Derrick Henry? Sean, you get first pick. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and I think this is an easy one. You know, I thought the last one was going to be an easy dub for my side as well, but you know. Well, now you know I'm looking for swagger and stones, apparently. (laughs) Before we even get to that, I mean, Justin Herbert, I love him because people can lead in different ways, guys. Come on now. You don't have to to be Mr. I wear pink pink shades. You can be the the silent assassin. Um, The haircut that he got kind of did me in. Fair enough. I'm going to go ahead and choose Jonathan Taylor on this one. Um, I, I do not ever want to be ageist. I do think it makes a big deal, though, just on how many carries Derrick Henry has had. Yep. Uh, and Taylor is kind of more ascending. But, man, Derrick Henry is so special. But, you know, the way I think Jonathan Taylor just gets through the hole with authority and, like, he physically runs as if I think he is angry at the world. So, you know, maybe he's got a little dog in him just like the rest of Philadelphia. And so does Derrick Henry, of course. But I really think that, you know, Taylor's going to have a little longer tail going ahead. Uh, and, man, Henry has – that man has seen a lot of carries and a lot of football. And nothing gets better than a Derrick Henry stiff arm, but still going to go with Jonathan Taylor on that one. 
So because you made this easy for me, you threw me in the alley once again. Um, I've never seen a man stiff arm 15 yards down the field and then <laughs> outrun like half a team. And he's also 6'6 and like 295 pounds. And he also runs a 40 and a 4-3. And they based the whole offense off of this guy. And Jonathan Taylor probably will never win more than four games because the Colts actually suck ass cheeks <laughs> through a straw. Um, and, and and just to be honest, like really, I mean, you're never really out of game with Derrick Henry. Like, I don't care if he's like has one carry for like three yards in the fourth quarter with 26 seconds left. I still take that dude over like 99 percent other of the NFL running backs. And yeah, Jonathan Taylor is ascending. That's fine. Um, I just need to see more things from Jonathan Taylor because he's got to do a lot more to win. Like, cause they suck. Like, they really stink. Like. I think they have like. Do they still have Carson Wentz? The Colts? Yeah. <laughs> no, they have Matt Ryan. He's a commander. They have, it got even worse. Doesn't this Carson guy lose like a Super Bowl by like to the like the Patriots when he was up by like fifty five points? Like that's yes, Matt suck. Ryan did. Yep. Yeah, that's gonna. Yeah, yeah. he's done. And Jonathan Taylor is gonna like blow out his knee like next year. It's it's over with. Like it's happening. I'm sorry. But this year, I'm Sean taking, gets this win. I'm but still this year, Sean win. gets this win because Jonathan Taylor is the best running back in football. Derrick Henry does not have the same tread left on his tires. And now that A.J. Brown is in Philadelphia, they haven't replaced him with a different wide receiver threat. So he's going to get overused this year. Derrick Henry may only have three, four good seasons left in him. Are we, what was the question, though? Derrick Henry versus Jonathan Taylor? Are we just saying who it would take? Well, you're taking the opposite of what Sean's taking. <laughs> right, right. But I'm saying like, okay, I'm okay. Never mind. I, was I take Jonathan that. Taylor. I still think Derrick Henry. Still, I just, okay, I mean, I really do believe you. it. Oh, now we're gonna really shenanigan it. <laughs> Which Kelsey brother would you take? Oh man, yeah, <laughs> I, am, I, I am. I am a proud uh, youngest sibling of uh, of of three. And I know Philadelphia bias, obviously, but I'm going to take Jason because uh, I, I think he might be a little funnier. Uh, and that's, again, it's no shade of Travis. I think they have a podcast together. They do. Actually, it's I'm, amazing. Yeah, I'm not sure which one's younger, uh, Jason or Travis. I think Travis is. I think Travis is younger, yeah. Okay, yeah. Travis so you're taking younger, Jason but... Kelsey. Yeah, even though that I, I am the youngest sibling, uh, you know, sometimes the older brother gets the, you know, the funny genes on this one. But also just the position that he plays center, it's it's not a, like a loved, loved position. I'm sure in Philly they do. But, you know, the things he can do and really open up that offense is being so fast, kind of, you know, pulling around the outside. I think it's unique. And, you know, I know that I'm going to hear about Travis Kelsey's swagger in, in a second here. But oh, yeah. I think, you, you know, know Jason. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Jason's got my vote. I think that the real question, you know, I'm framing this question as which one would you rather have at the Super Bowl parade? Uh, mm. And it's obviously a tough question, but, you know, I, I think it's going to be Jason for me. Okay. I'm going to go with this. So I saw Travis Kelsey work out the other, like probably like two, maybe two years ago. Dude's an absolute monster. First of all, the dude can pull off a fade, like a legit low fade, like better than like any black dude I know. He's into the <laughs> sisters. So he's invited to every single cookout. Like, so I mean, <laughs> I just, I need to be honest. Like, you, this really is a no win. Like, this is really like a stalemate because they're both mm-hmm. like super cool. Like, I just want to be invited to their, 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 their like turkey day, like their Friendsgiving or regular Thanksgiving. I just, 
they're from like Cincinnati or something. So I mean, end of the day, they're like they're super cool dudes. Like honestly, I will submit. I'll get rid of Jason because I don't want to fight about this. Their brothers, like you know, just can we just go half season on this one? <laughs> well, so I'm abstaining because obviously my pick would be Jason, um, being you know. Mr. Philadelphia, and I want his number in the rafters, and I want a Jason Kelsey jersey. Like, I'm going to abstain, obviously, because I'm slightly biased in this situation. Sure. But I love me some Travis Kelsey. So, I, I concur. Ooh, All right. Nasty, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Adam saw us know it's 24 to 7 pack now, um, which I'm not surprised at because Justin Fields yeah. is ass. All right. <laughs> I got two left, and they are both football related, but they tie into social media a little bit too. Sean, would you rather be forced to hang out with Jackson Mahomes or Brittany Mahomes? Oh, there's there is not a chance <laughs> I'm touching this question. There's there is absolutely no way. And look, <laughs> I my wife yeah. audibly said ill from I, the other room and then made sure to type it in. You they, David. They seem like seem like lovely people. Uh I, you know, I wish the best for both of them. Uh and I really think, you know, because I think Mahomes has a young kid. That's the one I'm going to be interested to see. You know, is that one going to be the most fun person there? You know, but no shot. Not even entering an answer on this one. I'm rooting for both for both of them, but I'll I'll go ahead and forfeit that one. And I'm going to go ahead and just say <laughs> honestly, like they're both cringeworthy, so there's no winner. Like he needs to cut both of their asses off. Like, look again, as a younger brother, a youngest of three. Like if if my brother was an NFL superstar. I would 100% be deep on TikTok. So, you know, I, I'm a fan of taking advantage of, of those situations for sure. sure. But they're, it's awful. I actually can't root for or watch the Chiefs because those two exist around them. Um, my my favorite was... Have they done something no, this year? Not yet, but my favorite was um, Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill was asked, hey, if you all you had to do to win another Super Bowl was was hang out with like to do a TikTok with Jackson Mahomes, and his response was the Super Bowl can wait. Like I'm good, I'm not doing it. They're lame. I mean, they really are lame. Like they're what kids would call it's, it's, now suckers, sucker, sucker free Sundays. They're they're <laughs> the reason why people need a good ass kicking every once in a while. Fair enough. Final one, Chip. I'm I'm, I'm concerned for this one. <laughs> if that was the one before the like the big one, then this is terrible. Oh man, I'm ready to punt on this one again. Which social media DM would you rather sneak a peek at? Hmm. Zach Wilson's or Antonio Brown's? Oh man. Uh <laughs> Chip, you know, everyone told me you don't, you don't, you don't know what you're getting yourself into uh, when you're coming on a show with with Eagles people. Um, I hope, I hope that Zach Wilson's DMs are, are strictly, you know, playbook uh, related and and professional. You know, I, I am sure they that they are, and you know, I, I really hope Antonio Brown gets you know the help that he needs uh, and able to continue to move forward. So I'm I'm gonna pick Zach Wilson's because you know I mean Joe Flacco just threw like fifty something passes last week, and you know New York media is no no fun. I know you know that uh, being from Philly too, so you see that close. So kind of wanted to see what what reporters are trying to get Zach Wilson in trouble with. You know we just saw that Derek Jeter documentary where he was talking about all the fun happening in New York. So I'm sure Zach's living it up too over in East Rutherford. 
Um, JDM, did you get Antonio Brown? It's going to be great. The only thing that's going on in Zach Wilson's DMs is he's hollering at all of his players' moms. Like, that's you. <laughs> Every yeah, while Joe Flacco's playing on the field, he's playing with uh, Joe yeah, Flacco's friends. His winner's or his wife. Like, he's he's a milf. He's a cougar chaser. First of all, he's basically Tom Irwin. Is that the guy's name that used to do, go around and doing all the, like, the adventures in the wilderness? Steve Irwin, rest in peace. That was Steve, yeah, rest Steve, in peace. Yeah, Steve Irwin, you know what I'm saying, all that. Yeah, that guy. But what I'm saying is I would love to see Antonio Brown's deals. First of all, because it's probably hilarious. He's got probably old rap lyrics from his, like, failed rap. <laughs> career he's probably taking shots at every model or woman alive um and then on top of it he's probably calling himself the best football player in his world history probably dming himself to tell himself how good he is <laughs> so listen i would love to see his dms like i would love it and probably some of his like he's probably sent news to himself to tell himself how good his body looks like you think about that like dude like shooting a shot at yourself you know how crazy that is like I would love to see that. Business that is be, booming. Yeah, dude. He was a stealer. Like I want to see all the stuff he sent to like Mike Tomlin on Twitter. Like just to say like all the hate he sent his way. Like, could you imagine? Like this is, dude. That's amazing. That's a low brainer. Mike Tomlin. It's crazy. Mike Tomlin. And Antonio Brown. So this. My my favorite thing that's happened with Antonio Brown recently is his quote, which was, "I only wish I could have watched myself play live." Exactly. Think about how crazy <laughs> that all of, all of Philadelphia needs that kind of positivity in their life. <laughs> that's what I'm know? saying. Think you for the best and be and be proud of it. I want to know what type of weed he smokes because, like, that shit's got to be like fire. <laughs> like, I mean, it's got to be like, I mean, like medical grade, like the good stuff. Medical grade. It's got to be like nuclear grade. I mean that stuff will kill you, but he's basically he's basically doing like what's the stuff that's killing everybody now? The meth? No, it's not meth. It's like the new one. It's another name for it. Sweater wars? No, it's called uh, fentanyl. He's doing the fentanyl. Yep, he's on the fentanyl. He's in Zombie Land. He's uh he's something special. Sean, we digressed real far. You were only supposed to do like twenty five minutes, and then this all began. Um, I. I I want to thank you for joining us. The last thing I got to get from you is your official Eagles Vikings prediction for tomorrow Ooh, night. You know, I, I do my best to stay away from scandalous questions and predictions, but excellent. Uh, more than happy to join in. And uh, so I do have the Eagles winning this one. Um, obviously, hope I'm wrong, but I'm thinking, you know, 28 24 Eagles. I think it's going to be a fun game on offense and it's going to come down really is, you know, like as Jalen Hurts, you know, the guy that we love, that we love to watch. And mm-hmm. can the Vikings kind of capitalize on turnovers, maybe lock down A.J. Brown a little bit. But I just think Philly's got a little too much. I think being at home uh, and me, just like me entering this hostile, hostile Philadelphia situation, you know, it's going to be a, an uphill climb for the Vikings. So I got, I got Philadelphia 28-24. More than happy to be wrong on that one, though. So my wife was tap dancing in the other room trying to prove our point because, again, in our weekly pickoff today – I picked the Vikings out of out of sheer necessity of having to pick them. I think they're going to win. I don't want them to win. So we kind of are, are splitting the difference there, you and I. Yeah, I look, I, I think it's it's going to be really fun. And it stinks that we don't get to watch Josh Allender in that during Monday because he's going to be playing. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, well, on. double Monday night games? Like, come on. Yeah, but I really, really think it's – and it's funny to have this kind of matchup this early in the season where you're like, wait, this is like actually – like could be really defining, I think, in a lot of ways. But, 
you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see how like how the Vikings respond because they're going to get punched in the mouth, I think, at, mm-hmm. at some point. And, you know, is it going to be where Hurts can really keep building off of last week's third down success? And I don't know. I'm hoping that they're not going over 50 percent from third down again. But it's going to be interesting when I mean, man, A.J. Brown, like he is he is just so special and just such yeah, really a, a game changer on that field. And I think really tilts it in one direction. I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings win. I don't think it's going to be, you know, a huge blowout, but. Either way, that you know, get 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 the Minnesota Vikings out of that field safely, and have you know have no objects thrown from the from the crowd. I know you're not going to throw objects. Exactly. Just make sure that they don't stand near Jalen Rager. No, he's going to get shut down. They'll probably put him under the tent for like the in the injury tent, like for the entire game. You have to borrow J. Jaw's mother's umbrella. Stop, oh, it. Man. like stop. It. We got in trouble for that a couple months ago. Like he hasn't told the story, but we got in trouble for making fun of JJ before he was released. No, you got in trouble. He didn't call me. Guys, I think the only person that's going to get in trouble after this is me. So you know, I'm 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 concerned for you know for my <laughs> my stability going forward. No, you're good. <laughs> you were fantastic, um, Sean. I tell the people where they guys. can find you because you do yep. an awesome job. I appreciate that so much. You know, if you're looking at the screen, it's just at Syed Schemes, S-Y-E-D Schemes. I'm not going to pretend like I get in as many shenanigans as these guys. I try and keep it strictly business over on our feet. Uh, but, you know, got to have that balance. You know, we just follow us along for you know, X's and O's stuff. I really like going through the film, kind of going deep on that. And then I do some writing over at Daily Norseman. Again, you know, lifelong Vikings fan for one year starting this year. <laughs> and hopefully we, we start off with another bang a week two against the Eagles. Sean, man, I, yeah. I appreciate you coming on tonight. I know I, I I just texted JD. I was like, JD, I'm bringing this guy on. He's like, all right, cool. Let's do it. So with a lot of planning and a lot of preparation, you absolutely came on. A lot of laughs, a lot of shenanigans, shenanigans. <laughs> and um, you are always welcome to join. I know we're going to bring you on to the, the flagship show at some point this, this year. Um, but you're always welcome if you want to have some shenanigans on a Monday night. I really appreciate that, guys. Uh, and just got to, you know, end it off with it. Of course, you know, go Vikings. Looking forward to it. Well, that's Sean. He's never walking back again. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right. So, that guy was awesome. Yeah, dope. That guy was dope. JD, it's been a couple weeks. So, I had some things that I wanted to discuss with you. Um, It is a school night, so I do want to keep it a little bit short on some of these. But let's just. How about we give ourselves a clock? We give ourselves a time. Well, we shouldn't need it. Not all these are that long to discuss. Yeah, but when we have a lot of them, they take a long time. All right. No more no more than four minutes per topic. We won't need it. How many topics no are more, there? Not that many. I don't trust shit you say. You shouldn't. All right. Topic number one. The Sixers. The Sixers added Montrez Harrell. Yeah. Is he a game changer? Absolutely not. I saw him playing Absolutely. Greenville. I saw him playing like Greenville like three weeks ago in this damn pro am league. They were dogging his ass. So no, it doesn't change. Oh, in the pro am league, like he's not up to snuff. No, no, they have a pro am league in Greenville where like all these guys playing it from like the Hornets and all. They come to Greenville and playing this pro am league, and they charge crazy amounts of money to come in and watch him. He like got dogged out by some Greenville like local kid, and ever since then I've like lost confidence in him. So no, I don't think he changes shit. All right. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, and they signed him to a, a two-year deal. Like, that was surprising to me. Yeah, that's whatever. We're doing whatever. Whatever happens at this point, I don't trust shit Daryl Moore has going on. So, like, I'm not expecting much change from last year. 
Um, all right. Topic number two is about your Steelers. And you can double up a little bit. You have a little bit of leftover time. You have, you have three minutes left over from Montrez Harrell. So if you want the full seven, you can have it. Okay. Does TJ Watt being out cost you your season? No. Okay. What costs us our season is Mr. Trubisky can't throw the ball more than 15, 15 But we knew yards. that. We no, knew no, no. that. And were they already cheering for Kenny Pickett to come in? Because he's not the lifesaver either. No, no, but I think he's a bigger. He's a he's a he has a more of a wild card. Like I saw Kenny Pickett trip up, trip over his feet today. I mean, not Kenny Pickett. I saw Trubisky trip over his feet. Like he had fourteen yards ahead of him, and he just slid for whatever reason. I'm like, what the hell are you doing, guy? So like, I just I don't trust Trubisky. I think Trubisky is a career backup. I thought that he could just be a game manager, but the game manager has to be able to throw the ball to some damn body. Then in the game when we need him to score, like the Patriots really. They won by three, and we really should have scored, like, coming out. So, it's just like I'm just really frustrated with them. And I'm much rather just take the small hands and just throw caution to the wind. You know what I'm saying? I just – I watched a lot of football last week, and I was actually kind of bummed that we didn't get to do our show because there was a lot to discuss. Um, the Steelers barely escaped week one with a win. Yes. Barely. And then today – Against a Patriots team that I did not think was all that talented. Oh, they I don't think that they're they're not. They don't have any offensive weapons. When your best offensive weapons are Mac Jones, Nelson Aguilar, and Jacoby Myers, you're not a good football team. And they got Harris too. Harris is a beast. They got Harris and they got Devontae Parker Devontae Parker, yeah. But I don't think Mac Jones is a good enough quarterback. I feel like that should have been an easy win for the Steelers. Listen. Don't hey listen, don't don't tip me with a good time. Like these guys suck. We know what it is. Like, I'm just happy to make it between now and breakfast every day. Like, I'm just just happy. Like, I don't know. Like, Kenny Pickett's the guy, maybe he's not, but I think he's better than Trubisky right now. All right. That's fair. I don't want to get I don't want to get my blood pressure up. I just know what it is. All right. Looking at the current undefeated teams left in the NFL. Now I'm not gonna count the teams who haven't played their second game yet. All right, so they got to be two and zero right now, right? So like the Bills, I can't count them yet. Um, the Eagles, I can't count them yet. The Vikings and the Bears are currently getting their asses kicked, so we're not going to count them either. Are the Dolphins two and zero? The Dolphins are two and zero. They beat the Patriots and then they beat the Ravens today. Total so here are the teams. Here are the teams that you can choose from: the Dolphins, mm-hmm. the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. The Giants, mm-hmm. the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Out of those two team, four teams, what is the most likely Super Bowl matchup? Well, probably none of them. But if I had to guess, it would probably be. I hate saying this, but I did say this at the end of the year. I think this is a match made in heaven. This this Miami Dolphins team looks super scary, dude. Like they, it it, it gives me it gives me pause for calls that think that maybe Patrick Mahomes wasn't really all that good. He just really had a bunch of weapons with Tyreek Hill. I think Tyreek Hill he did. Makes, I think Tyreek Hill just makes Jalen Hurts. I mean Jalen, not, uh, not Jalen Hurts. He just made he just makes Tua just look like he's just like a lot better. Like dude threw for like five hundred yards today. Between him but again, and against a, against the Ravens team that was beat up in the secondary, beat up on the offense too. So like, the fact that they almost lost that game is what gives me calls for pause. 
No, no, no. They were getting their ass kicked at first. And Tua had to, he had to like rally. He's a leader back, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But that makes me think that maybe Tua's got some juice. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe he's got the leading qualities that the things that make him look good. Because before he was just throwing all of the ball all around. Now he's got like right. two speedsters that can go run up under that thing. Like, listen, they just look scared. They still got Gasecki. They still got Gaskins and some other guys under there. So they still got some dudes. I mean, they play. So you you think legitimately the Dolphins could come out of the AFC this year? Yeah, I mean the AFC. I mean because nobody sees them coming. Like everybody's right. talking about the Bills. Everybody's talking about you know everybody's talking about the Bills and and all that stuff. It's 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 a lot. It's easy to sneak in when nobody. And who's down there with them playing? Who are they playing against down there? In the AFC East. Yeah, who are they playing against? The AFC East is the Dolphins, the Bills, the Patriots, and the Jets. They already beat the Pats. They already beat the Jets. Well, they haven't beat the Jets, but it doesn't matter. They're going to beat the Jets. They're going to beat the Jets. Like I mean, I'm, and then let's say they beat the Bills. I mean, that's going to be the marquee matchup. If they beat the Bills, then what? We all be having a completely different conversation about who this Miami Dolphins. And I think they're going to beat the Bills. I think the Bills don't have enough on the defensive end to stop them. Just being real. So you got that, and who do you got in the uh, the NFC? Your two choices are the Bucks or the Giants. Are the Giants for real? No, the Giants suck ass cheeks. It was strong. And so yeah. then I have – so, I mean, you can never count on Tom Brady. So, I guess I'll take Tom. I'll take Tampa Tom. His, I mean, he risked his marriage for this, so he better make it worth it. He risked his marriage for this. <laughs> he did. Um. All right. Let me – Did he do anything? Uh, yeah, he, he did because he looks like a miserable Karen right now. Let me uh, bring this statistic up for you because, as you, know, you mentioned, he just quit, honestly, he should honestly just quit. Like, I think he should just be like, you know what? Like, I'm going home to my wife. Like, screw you. None of you are married to a supermodel. Kick rocks. You know what I'm saying? It do be facts, though. <laughs> no cap, as the kids say. <laughs> like, I'm not even married to a supermodel. And my wife told me to go home and stop playing football. I go home and stop playing football. Like, come on, bro. Like, Think about that. Think about what that's going to look like. You come home, you say, I quit my job for you. Think about what that night's going to look like. Uh, it, it gets a little loud because, you mean, that's that's not like the greatest thing to do? You're Tom Brady. You quit your job. <laughs> I, I quit my job for you. Wife. All right. We mentioned Justin Herbert and his fractured rib cartilage, which is an injury that I have actually had. It is agonizing. Um. Javier saying, I've been so hard on Tua this offseason. You think the two-game win isn't enough proof, but, man, I might change my mind. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be a little more consistent. You know, we're not saying Aaron Nola's an ace up in here kind of thing because um, it's That's September right. Nola showing up. That's a quick yeah. dig at Aaron Nola. Dude sucks. He's not an ace. He's great for four months, five months, and then he, you know, Nola's it, if you will. Mm. But, yeah, Tua doesn't, no, Tua doesn't have enough uh, on tape yet for me to say that. You know who does have enough on tape? Chase Daniel. The backup for the Chargers. Who? Chase Daniel. Let me share some statistics for you. Excuse me. Chase Daniel is in his 13th NFL year. He has played in 71 games. He has started five times. He has tried... 261 passes in his career and thrown for eight touchdowns. He's a beast. He, he has earned $41.8 million. 
Okay. Where, where's the problem with it? Is there a more useless position in the NFL than being a travel man, backup NFL quarterback? In reality, let's just be honest. That's Kirk Cousins in a nutshell. Like that was who he now, was. You, hold on now. Wait a minute. Don't be insulting Kirk. No, when Kirk was in when it was when he was in Washington, everybody thought he was robbing them. Like he was killing them on the was it franchise tag? They kept hitting him with when it first started. Yeah. He got so much money. We he got like, pissed. Yeah, and he got so much money through that. You know what I'm saying? And on top of it, like think about like you don't get to pick a lot of times if you're the backup. Like you don't get to go in there and say, Hey, I want to be this backup guy. Like, look at Nick Foles. Nick Foles like was the backup for like a lot of dudes. You know what I'm saying? Like he had to be the backup. And then he comes in to Philly after being kicked to the curb. They pick him back up and he goes and wins the Super Bowl. They put a thing up him and then he's back to being the backup again. Like he just keeps it's like a revolving door with these guys, especially in the year of the backups. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hear you. It's just crazy that that's uh, allowed to happen. Listen, we had this conversation a long time ago about Colin Kaepernick possibly had been able to play back in the day. And back in the thank you. Back in the day, had he but all those guys were playing instead of him. So let's be real. Like, I don't feel bad for anybody who's gotten swindled out of some money by this guy. And I actually am happy for him for being able to want to take advantage of the situation. That's it. Okay. Quick baseball shenanigan. Oh god. Not even a shenanigan, baseball fact. A couple weeks ago, September 9th, specifically, Major League Baseball's competition committee put in a couple new rules. Number one, there is a pitch clock. Number two, they are no longer allowed to put in a defensive shift. Okay. Which is basically what ended Ryan Howard's career. They're not allowed to play, you know, your infielders out in the dirt anymore. Here's my question. Is baseball trying too hard to put out offensive outputs? No, I think what is happening is they're realizing that these guys are careers are getting shortened and they have them on these contracts for like a thousand years for $575 million. Like at some point in the game, you have to extend their careers. You're not going to shorten the game. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to shorten the amount of games that they play. So you have to do something to try to, you know, a increase the amount of home runs or the most of bait of scoring. So you got you know, more scoring means more activity, more excitement. So they're trying to do that. And on top of it, they're trying to extend the life of these players because they're paying like, what was it? The, the Bryce Harper's contract was like 10 years or something or. Yeah. You know, it's, I think it's, I think it's 13. Yeah. 13 years for like 570 something million dollars or some crazy shit like that. Like it's just like crazy amounts of money they're paying these guys and they got to do it for a long period of time. 13 years, like, that's freaking nutty. Like, in 13 years, I don't know what the hell I'm going to be doing. Like, who knows if I'm going to still be playing baseball? Who knows if I'll still even be here on this earth in 13 years? That's a long time. In 13 years, my kid will be 18 years old. Think about that. That's crazy to me. He'll be an adult man at that point. Like, that's crazy. Um, Last thing I want to talk to you about before I do probably one of the best shenanigans I've ever seen. Maybe. A couple weeks ago, we're going right into the college football now. Okay. Couple weeks. Why are you shaking your head? Why are you bowing your head? I just um I'm I'm physically I'm physically exhausted about about college football at this point. My boy's stinking right now. Well, a couple weeks ago, I watched a great college football game. What game was that? Alabama versus Texas. 
it was a great game. I was literally on the edge of my seat right up until the third team interfered. Oh, the referees. That shit got real weird. That should have been a damn intentional grounding or safety in the end zone. Yeah. Hold on. Not only do I agree. I have the play. Hold on. You're actually going to show it. Oh, yeah. Hells yeah. That shows you how much money runs the, the college football. Alabama can't take that type of loss first game of the season. So this is – I had at least three calls that were decided by the officials that changed the games. Let's do it. Okay. This one right here is in no way universe a roughing the passer. No. Absolutely not. It could be an intentional grounding. It could have been a safety. It is not a roughing the passer. He wasn't out of the box. No. Nope. They said because he was on top of him, he was able to throw the ball, which is being an intentional grounding, which didn't mean, you know, it's like if anybody roughed him, it was his own go. player. <laughs> and I get the guy cleaning it up, but the play was still live. He could have thrown it right. He didn't go in for a spear, he didn't go in hot. Nope. That's not that it, that changed that's that you know what I just realized because I watched it before they were just running because he was still trying to throw the ball, they're probably trying to pick it off. Correct. This not being called. Yes, it man. was a fate. He got decapitated and it was not called. And that was a big play in the game. Give me that neck, boy. <laughs> All right. So that's the one. And then I got another play that I was a little bit shocked was not called. Uh, give me a second to, to share it Anytime over here. Anytime you tackle somebody by their helmet in any way, shape, or form, it should be a it should be called face masking. In no way, shape, or form should you tackle by the helmet. I'm just gonna be real. Correct. And then this play, which yeah, Javier, his head did a full 360. Agreed. He almost turned his helmet around on this head. Was Correct. This? Oh, okay. This was a holding call. That was not called on the heart on the Bryce Young run that ended up putting the game basically out of reach. He literally had to pull himself. Look away. at this. So look at 65. Look at 65 as he runs by him here. I again I watch again. 65 gets a whole shoulder pad as he runs right by him here. He just grabs him. How do those calls in a game of that magnitude all three go in the way of Alabama? Because because it's Alabama, in. the fix is in, dude. Like we, if Alabama loses week two to Texas, but they no, normally have a really bad loss, and then they're still voted in. No, no, no. What happens is if they lose to Texas because Texas has the money. So if Texas wins, everybody's saying Texas is back, and if Texas is back, then that means the crown jewel of the SEC is no longer in. So that means the only thing that the SEC can rest their hat on is Georgia. You know what I'm saying? So the SEC wants to get as many teams in as possible. The fix is in, and we know what it is. And then they want all the other teams to fight for those other positions until they extend the playoff, which they're going to do now to 12 teams, uh, which I think is absolutely ridiculous and stupid and dumb and all that shit. So, Would the refs, Javier is asking, get in trouble or anything done to them after the fact? Nope. Nope. We're just talking about no accountability. All right. Quick shenanigan. They have NBA players as bald people. You got to tell me which ones are the worst. This is Steph Curry bald. I actually, he looks like Suge Knight. I'm actually not mad about that. Yeah, that one's not terrible. 
I'm not mad about this. Him. I'm mad about I'm mad about John Moran being bald. They make him like a cancer patient. No, <laughs> he looks like Stefan Marbury. He did. That might be Stefan Marbury's head on his body. I like that the first comment is Megamind. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Lonzo. I'm not mad about that either, though. Lonzo, I'm not mad about. He looks like his dad got involved in his affairs and he lost all of his hair. Well, like that didn't already happen. Fast. Kyrie. I'm not mad about it. I like. I like not mad look. about it. I like the look. I like that the first comment is Kyrie. The Earth is round, like my bald head, Irving. <laughs> Mac Neal, I don't know you, but it's a great comment. I'm, I'm mad, mad about, about a different ball being bald. I'm not actually mad about that one either because it looks he looks just look older. You know what I'm saying? They just look older, like they've matured. I like that Will Forbes in the comments says he looks like the dude on Major Pain. What dude on Major Pain? All of them after he made them all shave their heads. Oh, fair. Boban. No, terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. He already looks scary. He looks scarier. He looks like a version of like the any villain in any in any superhero movie. Like this oversized. No, Luca. Luca looks like looks the like penguin. Kingpin. He looks, looks like Kingpin. Like, yeah, looks like Kingpin or or penguin off of the damn Batman. This guy in the comments, Stone Cold Steve Doncic. Oh. <laughs> Russ doesn't bug me. He just looks thirty years older. He looks like a Ninja Turtle for real now. Yep. <laughs> LeBron finally cut his. Yeah, they didn't edit this one. No, that was really what his hair looks like now. Like nothing, nothing changed. I don't like James Harden bald. I don't like it. I think if you have a big beard, you can have a bald head. Like I think that's the rule. Yeah, the hair that was on your head is now on your face. So yeah, you can pull it off. This I don't hate. It just it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> no, he looks like a naked mole rat. He needs to keep that hair on his head. Look at the Trey picture. Young. Look at the picture. <laughs> the comment. <laughs> I mean, it's just hang- it's his hair now. It's just like hanging on. Like it's like a bad toupee, but for black. Yeah, it's people. bad. Um, Suge Knight, aka Steph Curry. Yeah, Javier. Oh man, poor Joe- John Moran. The beard on the other guy sure help. And then, oh god, not Luca. Yeah, some of them are really bad. Uh, final shenanigan is something that actually pissed me off a little bit today, and I have officially decided that I absolutely hate the Cleveland Brown franchise uh, because of this. So what you see is a massage table with a dummy, and it says happy endings are not illegal. Cleveland Browns have a little bit of class. Go fuck yourselves. Okay, so this is cringeworthy. Oh, and the, and the and the dummy on the table has an erection. Yes. Um. So. <laughs> They have fully embraced their new quarterback. They know yeah. they're gonna have to wait eight day, eight weeks to get him. Um, or and the problem weeks. is that they're, they're they're really they're they're really hard up in uh, in Cleveland. Okay, so I will say this: Deshaun Watson, from a football standpoint, makes them significantly better as soon as he steps foot on the field. So I get that part of it. What I don't understand is. If you guys feel this way about him, why did you guys not fight harder to get his suspension reduced? Right? There was nobody saying all this stuff then. But now all of a sudden now he's there and all these people have these things. And there's women there with them. It's not like this is a, a bunch of men that's there. Like there's literally a woman standing right beside this thing. And I think there's more than one. And, he, and it's got a tip jar. And I think there's money in there. Well, the tip jar is the whole massage table joke. 
Right, but I think that the tip jar is between his legs right there, like on by his feet, and there's money in there. So it's a just the tip jar. No, it's, it just says t- it says, says tips. Yeah, well, I'm done with this because I, I think that the Cleveland Browns organization fan base is garbage for this. He's a garbage human being. He should have been suspended for the year. At the minimum, if they really wanted to prove it, he would have been suspended 12 games so that he would not have been able to play against the Houston Texans. But the NFL doesn't actually care about women, and therefore they picked 11 games so he could come back and play. I do have a caveat today. There's women there who are now outraged by this. That's all I'm saying. I'm just throwing it out. Remember, but remember, it's just because they don't speak for all women. There is multiple women there, and it doesn't like anybody was like looks upset that it's there. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody looks upset. Yeah, no, I'm, saying, I'm, cool. I'm, I'm saying I just think that I think a lot less people care about it. I think you know what I'm saying like I think it's over now. I think a lot less people care about it, and especially when he gets. And that's the thing. problem. It's something that they should care about. This should not be over. It's something that they should care about. That's my problem. But if the ladies don't care about it, who is that? But they really should. Thinks. But if, like, you know if they affects, don't, though, you know who cares about it? the 23 women that it affected? Right, but we're also not hearing from them anymore either. Right, because they got paid off. Right, so what are we talking about? Nah. Listen, what do you got going on this week? Anything exciting? It's Sunday night right now, just so you know. It's oh, Sunday yeah, night. Okay. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I can't think. Nothing that I know. I'm pretty sure we're going to do like a. We'll probably have a Kids episode. You know, I just do that kind of when I feel like it. It'll probably happen this week. Good. Wednesday, we're talking to somebody from the Commanders because. We're playing the Commanders on Sunday. And all of us are going down to Washington for the game. That's the bus trip day. So we're going to be going all kinds of – You better hit me up. I'll hit you up. I'll be like, hey, meet all these Commanders fans. But look at all these Eagles fans. I want to see all my Eagles people. Like, I mean, like, I want to see all my people. Show show your peoples? Yeah, me and Teal. Me and Teal will be going down. We'll be celebrating our 10-year wedding anniversary on Thursday by living our normal lives and not spending any time with each other because life and kids and such. But we're spending time together this weekend going down to watch the Eagles and the Commanders. Nelty, I still love her, even though she's very mean and surly. She's, she's very surly. surly. She's very her. surly. I love her. You're what? surly. <laughs> it means you're give her give her a different adjective there. Um sassy. Sassy. Yeah, that's it. Sassy. She said thank you. Welcome to okay. my abode. Welcome to my humble boat. Well, I still love her. This, this, we uh, do my too. Sister. Still love her, and uh, I miss you guys a lot. And hopefully, we'll we'll get to see each other someday. <laughs> She's Italian. Cool. <laughs> she just shared that. I'm Italian. Okay. I mean, that's, that's, that's cool. <laughs> She's Italian. I'm Chip. That's Drip. Thanks for watching. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye.